Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at ikeisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Hi, my name is Ike Eisenhower. I'm a State Farm agent in Hot Springs Village. I've been here for more than 25 years, been with State Farm for more than 33 years. And uh, I get questions all the time. And here are some of the most common questions that I get asked. One question I get asked is, my car's getting older. Why is my premium going up? And it's a very good question because as your car gets older, the cost to insure it does go down. But that's only one of a lot of factors. We insure cars uh, in in a number of ways, uh, we, we rate cars in a number of ways. We have ratings for the driver. We have ratings for the age of the driver. We have ratings for the use of the car, whether you use the car for business, whether you use the car commuting to business, if you uh, use it for personal reasons, just pleasure uh, reasons. There are different ratings for all those things. There are literally dozens of rating factors that go into rating every uh, auto policy. And so, yes, your car does get cheaper to insure as far as the value of the vehicle, but also you have to take into account that you're getting older too. And older drivers do tend to have more losses than younger drivers once you get beyond the age of 70 or so. A driver who's about 85 years old has has the same loss experience as a driver who's about 20 years old. So at State Farm, we have data on every vehicle on the road. You know, how safe the vehicle is, how uh, how frequently the cars get into accidents, the severity of each accident, in other words, how much it costs to fix the car when it has a claim. We have uh, ratings on liability. Like if your car gets into an accident, how much do we pay for the other guy? And uh, how much does it cost for collision coverage? And how much does it cost, does it cost for comprehensive coverage? So all those different things factor into your rate, and uh, and the value of the car is only one of those factors. I get asked all the time, what does full coverage mean? When people talk about auto coverage, there's a very common term that people use out there, and say they'll say, I want full coverage on my car. Well, first of all, that's not a real term in insurance, in, in the insurance industry. Uh, that's just a vernacular that people use because full coverage means different things to different people that we, we have a variety of coverages. And yes, you can carry all the coverages we have, 
it doesn't mean your car is fully covered because there are things that there are things that are excluded and things that are covered. So, um, but when people refer to full coverage, most of the time they're meaning that they want liability and they want coverage on the car itself. Liability is your most important coverage. So that's the one that protects you. If you get into an accident, you're hit and you hit somebody and you get sued. It covers bodily injury and it covers vehicle damage and property damage. So if you hit another car, if you, if you hit a building, if you hit a truck or whatever, you're going to want to make sure that you have proper coverage there. That's your most important coverage. And I recommend in that coverage having the highest limits that you can reasonably afford. Anybody who has assets to protect should have good liability coverage. And I really recommend in most cases to have also a liability umbrella policy, which gives you another million dollars or more on top of your liability coverage on your autos and your home. And that's because it protects, it builds a big wall of protection around you so that if somebody sues you, that you, that will pick up the tab and pay for that claim. We've had claims as much as $1.9 million that we have paid out of here for just simple accidents. The other main coverage is we have comprehensive and collision. So comprehensive is uh, coverage that um, protects you for damage to your car. Collision also protects the car. Collisions just like it sounds. It covers if you collide with another car, a tree, a building, whatever. Comprehensive is basically anything else that can happen to that car. So uh, it includes fire and theft and hail and uh, somebody scratches your car in the parking lot with a key or um, flooding, you know, all sorts of different things that can happen to the car. The most common comprehensive claims are glass claims. So your windshield coverage covers up, is covered under your comprehensive coverage and animal collisions. So if you hit a deer, that's covered under your comprehensive coverage. With us at State Farm, we don't consider those claims your fault. So if you have a deer collision, it doesn't count against you as a chargeable accident. The other coverages we have are medical payments. You know, so that's if um, that if you get injured in a car accident, uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage, which protect you if you get hit by somebody who, who has uh, no insurance or they have some insurance, but it's not enough. We cover emergency road service, which is towing, uh, service calls, things along those lines. Rental cover. Rental car coverage, which is if you if your car is in a shop, we will pay for the cost of a rental uh, up to a certain amount and uh, so that you have something to drive around while your car is being repaired. And we have accidental death and accidental death disability coverages, too. And when you put all those together, there's a lot of coverages. You get to pick and choose each coverage on an auto policy. And um, and so picking the right package of coverages is an important thing and you, sh you should sit down with your agent and go over those coverages. One of the most common questions we get is, will my homeowner's policy pay to take care of the tree that is threatening my house? And tree claims are the most, uh, they, they can be really tricky on a homeowner's policy. First of all, you got to think of a homeowner's policy and what it covers. Insurance covers things that sudden and accidental. Okay, so, you know, things that are not sudden, not accidental are generally going to be excluded from coverage. You know, a good example is uh, uh, rot from something uh, just because your house is getting older 
or, um, you know, on an auto policy, it might be uh, rusting and things like that that happen over time, things that are wear and tear type things. Those are not sudden and they're not accidental. So when it comes to trees, uh, there are some things that are sudden and accidental and some things are not. Another thing about policies is they are not maintenance contracts. So we get questions about um, removing trees that are, th that are threatening the house and your policy does not pay for that. If, you're, if, if your policy paid for things like that, then your premium would probably be double what it is because, uh, because you think of all your neighbors uh, around you too, we all have trees that are threatening our house at some, uh, at some point. So the coverage for trees is, is basically um, if the tree hits the house, we will pay for the damage to the house. If your tree hits your neighbor's house, then his policy will cover that. So unless it's a liability claim, in other words, let's say you have responsibility for removing the, uh, the threatening tree because you know it's a threat, then, um, then it's gonna be covered by the policy on the house that is damaged, okay? And you, you don't see liability claims too often. You don't see too many cases where people are cutting trees down and it lands on their neighbor's house. Usually it's a weather thing or something along those lines. And those are, um, those are considered just um, something that's not the fault of the person whose tree the property is on. And so that therefore it's covered by that, that policy there. Um, if you do have a tree that's threatening your house, you can ask your neighbor to help remove the tree. You, uh, you, can, uh, you can ask the neighbor if you can have permission to remove the tree and you just do it on your own, which is probably the most common thing that we run into. Sometimes it's a vacant lot. So, uh, so you can contact the owner of the lot and see if they will let you cut the tree down or, or remove it, or, or sometimes they'll even volunteer to pay for it. If it's common property, POA property, you can ask the POA to help remove the tree. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. It, it just depends. But um, yeah, definitely, if you have a tree that's threatening your house, it, it is your responsibility to take care of that. And uh, But if it does hit the house, we will pay for the damage to the house. People ask me a lot, how do I know what the best coverage amount on my house is? Well, the way that we look at the coverage amount on your house, we base the coverage on your house on the estimated replacement costs, not on market value. So we have a replacement cost calculator that we will plug all the information that we can find on your house in, into. So for instance, we can go to the county records and the county records will have the square footage of your house and they'll have some basic information on your house. And then we'll sit down with you and we'll ask certain questions like, for instance, uh, the flooring in your house. If you had to break down the flooring uh, to different types, uh, carpeting, ceramic tile, hardwood floors, you know, what percentages would you put in there? That helps us come up with an accurate, uh, as, as accurate as we can, uh, valuation of the house. And it's best in most cases to cover your house at 100% of the estimate estimated replacement costs. With State Farm, we will go above and beyond the coverage amount up to 20% if you carry 100% of the estimated replacement cost. So for instance, let's say you have a house that's $200,000. We can actually pay up to $240,000 in order to replace your house if we have to, as long as you cover 100% of our estimated replacement cost. 
Sometimes people will want to carry a little bit less coverage. They think that's too much coverage on them. If you do something like that, I would recommend not going below 80% of your estimated replacement cost, because once you get below 80% of the estimated replacement cost, then you only get actual cash value coverage. What that means is we're going to depreciate the payment on your claims. So for instance, let's say you have a roof that is uh, 15 years old. We're not going to pay you the full value to replace your roof. We're going to only pay you 80% of that uh, or, or a depreciated amount of that because you don't have 80% coverage. That's why it's important to keep the 80% coverage because even at 80%, we will replace it for full replacement cost. So that's it's very important to keep at least 80%, better to keep 100% so that you get full replacement cost at the time of the claim. And what does replacement cost mean? That actually includes rebuilding your house or buying another house. So we can, we can um, help you buy a new house if you just decide not to rebuild your old house. And uh, it also, um, if you have a total loss in the state of Arkansas, there's a valued policy law and we have to pay out 100% of the coverage amount if something like that happens. So if you have a question about whether your house is covered enough, then it's a good idea to sit down with somebody uh, who, uh, with an insurance professional that can help you to determine the proper estimated replacement cost. Sometimes people ask, what other things are covered by my homeowner's policy? Um, there's a, that comes in a variety of uh, questions. Like for instance, I've got a vacant lot. Do I need to cover my vacant lot? Or I've got a storage building. There's a lot of things that are packaged into a homeowner's policy that, uh, that you may not be aware of. With auto coverages, you pick and choose each and every coverage. With homeowner's policies, those are packaged in a way that, uh, that just cover most of the things that most people will need. So for instance, your homeowner's policy has coverage for uh, dwelling extension. So dwelling extension is anything that's on the premises and not attached to the house. So that can cover everything from a mailbox to a driveway to storage buildings, boat docks, uh, fences, uh, at, and storage buildings, things along those lines. So if you have something like that, the coverage that comes with the policy is 10% of the coverage amount on the house. And for most people, that's enough. If you have something that's extraordinarily big, or uh, if you have a multiple things on the premises, then you can actually increase the coverage for those items. As far as vacant lots go, your homeowner's policy extends to vacant land. And it doesn't even have to be vacant land here in Arkansas. It can be vacant land somewhere else, as long as there's no buildings or anything on there. So you don't have to carry, carry extra coverage for that the liability on your homeowner's policy will, can, will extend to that vacant lot. The liability policy is, uh, the liability coverage on a homeowner's policy is really important. It covers you against a lot of big things that can happen to you. And over the years, I've seen all sorts of claims through a homeowner's policy that are paid on under the liability coverage. For instance, uh, golf cart claims. A lot of people don't realize that while you're golfing, you're, homeowner's policy will extend to you using the golf cart, even if even if it's a POA golf cart. 
Um, I've seen dog claims. You know, we had a claim once where a dog knocked somebody over and we paid $250,000 for that because the injuries were pretty severe. I've, there are things like hunting accidents. There are things like um, um, there was a, a case once where a lady had somebody who got injured in her driveway, fell in her driveway and sued her. And, um, and the liability coverage was there to protect her from that. It also picks up your uh, legal bills. So let's say in the, in the case where the lady got hurt in the driveway, we picked up the defense costs for that one. And it turns out that we didn't end up paying anything on that because it didn't seem to be a very, uh, it seemed to be a fraudulent claim. And so, uh, but we did defend her all the way up to, um, to take her to court. And so your homeowner's policy picks that up for you. It follows you worldwide. It's personal liability. It's not premises liability. So it's not strictly attached to your premises. So if you knock somebody over on a cruise ship, then your homeowner's policy is going to protect you for their injuries. So there's a lot of things that are built into the homeowner's policy that a lot of people don't realize. And if you have coverage questions or anything like that, you know, be sure to contact your insurance agency and get answers. Here's a very, very common question. Will my premium go up if I have a claim? And the answer is maybe. Uh, there are sometimes, sometimes it'll make a difference and sometimes it won't. So for instance, on some claims like comprehensive claims on auto, we don't consider those to be your fault. So that doesn't affect your accident-free discounts, okay? And uh, in fact, the only thing that affects your accident-free discounts on a auto policy would be a claim that you're responsible for and that we pay more than $750 more or uh, more than $750 for. So if you have a, um, a claim where uh, let's say you, you back into something or you run into somebody and it's a collision claim that can count against you. But if it's a hail claim, a deer collision or something like that, that does not affect your accident free discount. Sometimes people have been driving long enough that their accident-free discount is is uh, over 10 years. And with that, you get, with State Farm, you get accident forgiveness. So you can have an accident and still keep your accident-free discount. So that's a good thing that people have earned for being good drivers over a long period of time. With a homeowner's policy, there are, with State Farm, unless it's a, um, a non-weather claim, then, uh, then it won't count against you. So, so in other words, uh, hail claims don't count against you or, or a tree blows on your house from wind or something like that doesn't, can't, doesn't count against you as a chargeable claim. A water claim or something like that can, but it has to be two in a uh, very short period of time. And, and uh, very rarely do we run into situations where people get claim surcharges on a homeowner's policy. Another important thing that you'll see with State Farm and all insurance companies, we have a rating that is kind of behind the scenes and it's, it, it's determined by our actuaries. And uh, we call it at State Farm, we call it a consumer rating index. And we, using information that we know about you, come up with a score that, um, that every individual has so my rating is different from my neighbor's rating and and his rating is different from this other person's rating so it's all related to things that we know about you 
there are algorithms that they come up with that that for some reason they just tend to work and they tend to predict which people are going to have claims and which people are not going to have claims. And it's all in an effort to try to make people who are more responsible or more likely to have claims pay an appropriate premium and shelter all the rest who are good policyholders and uh, and and keep that from hitting them. You know, because like most things, you know, 80 percent of the problem is caused by 20 percent of the people. And uh, so we, we, we just try to isolate those 20 percent and charge them a little bit more so that we can give better rates to the other 80 percent. So and every insurance company does some version of that. And uh, and we do, too. So will my will my premium go up if I file a claim? If you have a question, call your insurance agency and ask, because a lot of times you can file that claim and not worry about that really affecting you. Another common question I get is, what kind of life insurance should I get? And the answer is, well, how much do you want to be in force at the time of your death? You know, it nobody ever asks at the time we deliver a life insurance death benefit, what kind of coverage it is, whether it's term or whole life or whatever. They just want to know what the dollar amount is. And so the difference between term policies and permanent policies like whole life or universal life is that term policies are for temporary needs. It's for a short term. Whole life and universal life is for permanent needs, you know, things that you need to have uh, your entire life. And uh, so for most people, the most important thing, of course, with life insurance is carrying enough coverage. And for most people, when you're younger, you have a lot of exposure. Your house is not paid for, so you have a mortgage to pay off. You may have kids in the house and you have to and you want to take care of their education. You may have a spouse that um, will need support for many, many years to come. And the older you get, as, as people get older, sometimes that need for life insurance goes down, which means that you may not need as much coverage for a term or, or uh, anything like that. But everybody has costs at, uh, for funerals and for other things like that when they pass away. And if you don't have the savings to do that, then you, it may be a good idea to still have some coverage there. But there are a lot of underlooked needs when it comes to life insurance. So, for instance, we have lots of customers who are older and they still have a mortgage on their house. Anytime you have debt, that's a need for life insurance, because if you pass away, you might want to have that house paid off. So your spouse or or, or your beneficiaries don't have to worry about that, that debt. Another one is the loss of Social Security at the death of the first spouse. So when when somebody dies and leaves a widow, then that person will only get one of the two social security checks and they'll get the bigger of the two. And sometimes that's enough, but sometimes it's not enough. And if you don't have enough to leave that other person, life insurance is a good way to fill that gap. Another need for long uh, for life insurance later in life is long-term care. So there are two things that can happen with long-term care that involve life insurance. You know, first of all, long-term care policies, if you don't have one now, you're probably not going to find one. And you definitely won't find one that's uh, that's affordable uh, because those policies have gotten very, very expensive 
and I don't know if I don't know of any other companies, to be honest with you, that are selling long-term care policies. So a lot of people take care of that through annuities and life insurance. So what life insurance can do for you is you can get a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider. That allows you to advance the death benefit of the life insurance policy to help pay for long-term care later in life. The other thing that life insurance can do in that situation is if you spend all your assets down taking care of uh, one of the two uh, people in a, in a marriage, paying that for long-term care purposes, then you can impoverish the second one. And you don't want to leave somebody in a situation like that. And you can use long or you can use a life insurance policy that will pay out at the death of the first spouse and leave a death benefit that can replenish funds that have been spent in nursing home coverage. And the last thing that life insurance can be used for later in life is leaving a legacy, passing money on to the next generation. Life insurance has great tax advantages, more than just about any other product out there. So because not only can it grow tax deferred, the death benefit is completely tax free uh, from income tax. And unless you get into a super, super high level of uh, of uh, of of dollars, you know, you're talking, you know, 20, 30 million dollars at this point that you won't have to worry about estate taxes. The largest life insurance case that was ever written was a two hundred and forty million dollar case. It took 40 different companies to do it because nobody would take the risk themselves. But I mean, you're talking a quarter billion dollars here. And that was taken out a few years ago by some uh, billionaire in uh, somewhere out in the West Coast, California or wherever, you know, you know, think think somebody like uh, Bill Gates or an Elon Musk or somebody like that. We don't know who it is because it was uh, but we do know that, that it happened. And uh, they didn't buy $240 million in life insurance because it cost $240 million for a funeral. They did it because it's a smart thing to do. And it's a smart way to leave money to the next generation in a, in a tax-free way. So there are needs for permanent life insurance later in life. And, uh, and so if you ever wonder whether you have enough coverage or if you want to sit down and review coverages that you have, I would recommend sitting down with your insurance professional. We would be happy to sit to sit down with you and talk about these things and see if your coverage is appropriate and if there's a gap that we can help fill. My name is Ike Eisenhower. I've been with State Farm Insurance since 1990, and I've been an agent here in Hot Springs Village for more than 25 years. I have a team of 11 professionals, all of whom are licensed in property and casualty and life and disability to take care of any of your needs. We do a variety of things here in my agency, including financial services and um, mortgages and uh, car loans and all sorts of different things like that. And so uh, we would be happy to take care of you and help you out. I've been doing this a long time. I have five insurance designations. I've been a student of the insurance industry for many, many years and have high levels of expertise and uh, lots of experience in my team. And uh, we would be happy to help you. So uh, give us a call at 501-984-4100. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.